After another dramatic week, we return to whatever passes for normal for a ballroom competition that does jokes about kestrels. Join us as we pick up the pieces. Welcome to episode 9 of the Keep Dancing podcast, where we've lost two of our beloved podcast mascots in a single week, and it's starting to look like we could potentially be heading for an all-male final. We'd love to hear your views and questions. Contact us on Twitter at KeepDancingPod, or by email at KeepDancingPodcast at gmail.com. I'm Ellie, your host, and tonight we're joined by Dawn. Hello. Emily. Hello. Lisa. Hello. Okay, I suppose we have to do the news at the top of the show. Out of mm. ten, how sad are we about Will leaving? Well, I I was really gutted at the time, of course, but you know it's it's been a few days, and in, in strictly a time that's like months and months and months. So it feels like a long time ago since it happened. Although, of course, it was was it Monday or Tuesday? Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. It was like right after the show, and then suddenly that was it. Um, so I'm gutted. I mean, I, I was definitely in, in Team Will. I said that from the very first podcast. I was supporting him all the way to the final. Um, why he's gone, will we ever know? Who knows? But I, I'm really sad that he's not in it. I, I, I'm, he's definitely going to be missed as far as I'm concerned. He was adding a sort of insouciant cool to the proceedings, what with his not wearing proper shoes ever and um, sort of putting a little bit of casual cool into all of the dancers in a series which this year is substantially earnest. Yes, that's a fair point. That's a very good way to describe this year. You're absolutely right. Will, Will added a little artsy kind of bit on the side that I was loving and now he's not there so I'm sad Don I, I agree I'm sad but I'm really confused so it's really hard to know how I feel because I don't know why he's gone which I can understand personal reasons doesn't want to talk about it that's absolutely fine but there's always going to be speculation around it and I think because there's so many different stories coming out and so many people refuting it so he's had an argument with somebody they're saying he hasn't had an argument he had a tantrum because of something else happening somebody says he's not had a tantrum and it's really quite confusing but I think in the end of the day if it is it is most likely it is completely personal it's his issues it's his his reasons why and if it's because he felt he couldn't carry on the show for his own health or for his own sake, then fair play to him because he's a he's a grown and he's a grown man and he's a human being and he knows what is best for him. Yeah, he does know what's best for him, and I think sort of previously the the press has always had something of a problem with Will for failing mm. to tour the Simon Cowell line, and I feel like one of the things that Will's got a very thick skin for is like trash in the press yeah he is willing because when you say personal reasons and i'm saying no more than that 
you leave this sort of vacuum, especially in something that is as high profile as Strictly, you leave a vacuum for speculation and comment. And mm. like, I think it's, it's quite strong to basically say, I don't care what you say. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's harsh. Being in the public eye, it's not an acceptable thing, but the press will always jump onto every little part of your life. And if you say personal reasons, it is giving them an open forum to say what they want. But also, I completely respect his right. If he doesn't want to explain himself, that is his choice. And I respect that. If he's have, It won't be for something trivial. It will be something important to him. And that is... It's his right to keep it private because everybody deserves a private life. But it's really hard to think how I feel about... I'm, I'm sad he's gone. I really enjoyed his dancing. And I thought his um, Sam, salsa last week was such an improvement that he went on a high. And I will be sad he's gone, but I'm trying to think how to explain it. I respect his right to privacy, but it's really confusing with all the stories going around that I'd rather not listen to them. Mm, yeah. No, I was just going to say, there's always that element, and, and like we said, the, the press particularly want it to be a big drama, and they um, it is grist to their mill when people give them the whole reason why, and it's the, oh, I've had this and this and this, and so I can't carry on. And so I, I completely agree. I think what Will's done is um, really sensible. He's just said it's personal reasons, and then gone quiet on it and not said anymore and I think that's probably the best way to do it if you're gonna leave something like Strictly without it turning into a situation that becomes tit for tat and you know a problem in other ways I think um it's really sensible what Will's done well we all love you Will and whatever you choose to do we're behind you yes we are absolutely okay the week after movie week is always a strange one because it feels like a sort of a mini reset. But I think this week was, you could feel the the storylines of the show shifting a little bit this week. I think that some, some pivotal stuff has gone on. So how's about we talk through all of the numbers from this week? Dancing the Salsa, it's a man whose bum is going to town, Greg Rutherford and his part- partner, Natalie. Um, to start off with, I was honestly worried while watching it. I thought the first first 30 seconds, I thought, oh, no, it's going to be another bum talk session coming on because it was the salsa, and he he used his assets in that dance, I think. I had It had so much energy, genuinely. I, I didn't care that it got a little bit clumsy because, actually, I think the salsa has to be an energetic dance. It is a dance for fun. It is a dance for carnival. It's not necessarily a dance for show for me. So actually, I love the energy. And I like the fact it looked a bit free flow. I think I channeled my inner Len there and I agreed with him. It was candy floss. It was sweet. It was fluffy. It was fantastic and bright. bit sticky, but you didn't mind. It was a great choice for show opener, and I thought that Greg looked very nice in his winter floral shirt. (laughs) It did suit him, didn't it? It really did. But, I mean, other than, again, we're we're still talking about Greg's bum. Are we still going to be doing this in week 10? 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with talking about Greg's bum. It's a lovely bum. We've lost Will's bum, so we've got, we've got to talk about Yeah. <laughs> we have. We've got to. And I think Bruno genuinely loved the little bum wiggle he did um, towards the judges. Craig, not so much, but I think Bruno loved it, judging by his face. I was a bit... So, watching it takes two. It was clear that Greg had done something very bad to his wrist and they brought it up again in the training VT and they were saying, oh, we've taken all the lifts out of this. There's, you know, barely any lifts. And there he goes, like, power lifting, Natalie. <laughs> yeah. They also said in it takes, I think it was in it takes two, that he was going to be having some painkilling injections. So oh, he, have they, he couldn't they feel a thing. Yeah, yeah. Did they put the list back in and just give him the injections so that he yeah? Could have do you that. ever had those cortisol injections? They're amazing. You can't feel anything for like the rest Not of at all. the week. It's amazing stuff. I, I've been offered them for my foot, but it's, I've declined. I can't. No, be... say yes. Next time they offer you, say yes. One Even if stuff. your foot doesn't hurt, say yeah, yes. Just take it anyway. We don't condone drug use on this. Program. I would say this is, <laughs> no. this is condoning casual drug use, and that's bad. Oh yeah, sorry. No, don't don't do no. that, people. Well, anyway, stay in school. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, don't just say no and stay in school. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Greg has is continuing to uh, do Natalie absolutely proud, and that's making me really warm to him. Just because, like we've all like we've said all along, their their sort of partnership vibe is. I'm going to keep challenging you and pushing you because you like to be challenged and pushed. Mm. And I think that's that's really nice, especially because we'll come to a partnership later on where I think everybody's just very happy with things as they are and there's not a lot of pushing going on. Yeah, and I think they love, love the fact that he keeps going for these challenges and even if it doesn't quite work, they make it look good anyway. Yeah, but that's the nature of having an athlete in, isn't it? That they, they're always going to look for the next challenge, the next difficult thing that they can master. And I think that's that generally seems to be the thing that comes up when we, when they have athletes, and especially Olympians, in Strictly. It's one of the yeah, nice things about it. competitive streak. Has Greg managed a new PB every week? No, he hasn't. So his current uh, Strictly PB is last week's American Smooth, which is fair enough, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Like I said, this dance was fun and it was fast, but technically it was wasn't the best. No, but it's you know it's got him through, and yes. probably he'll be back in ballroom knocking it out the park again next week with some. More yeah, he's track. definitely he's definitely found his feet in ballroom, hasn't he? But ballroom is his thing, not so much the Latin, but still very very good, very good samba. Nothing to complain about. Good job, Greg. Dancing the quick step, it's, it's the ballroom blitz, it's, it's the ballroom blitz. Laura Whitmore and her partner Giovanni. I was really looking forward to this from Tuesday when they did the uh, music reveal. In fact, I was looking forward to it so much that I'd choreographed and costumed and produced the whole thing in my head. Therefore, anything <laughs> that they actually did on the Saturday was going to be a bit of a letdown. <laughs> in my head... They so you know how the band that did the ballroom blitz, the suite, were like a very uh, flamboyant glam rock band. Again, in my head, I've choreographed and costumed Laura just <laughs> out of all recognition of what she actually ended up doing. I had her in a little leather jacket, in a little silver lame prom dress. 
and like <laughs> you just want to crack out that lame uh, dress you've got don't you i think lame is just... great i don't understand why you don't get a lot of lame on in the costuming on strictly i mean it is it's not breathable of... no it's really awful to sew isn't it as well yeah it's yeah. kind of a bitch it, it, to it sew it snags on the sewing machine it doesn't stretch it's a pain in the backside to use so I can't completely understand why they don't use it like you might get a couple of lames when they've only got four or five frocks to do at the end of the show yeah and they're feeling brave <laughs> yeah I I wonder if it doesn't look great in the under the cameras it might not because it's it's quite a. It's probably quite a flat shimmer, isn't it? The way of the, the weave of the fabric is. It doesn't shimmer like the crystals and like the sequins, like the fringing does. Um, it it would be quite a flat. Yeah, look, be more like I would a sheen. On camera. It'd be yeah, almost subtle, really. Oh yeah, <laughs> the only place where gold lame would look subtle. <laughs> would be subtle. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of sparkle this week, wasn't there? So it would have disappeared quite quickly. Yeah. But in the end, we got Laura and Giovanni in this lovely sort of pink with black lace overlay ensemble uh, doing what was quite a sort of a standard week four quick step with a little bit of rockiness at the end. And I thought it was very standard, perfectly cute, but again, just nothing to make it stick in your head lisa no i really really i really liked this i thought this was a really good modern take on a quick step we've talked about how you know sometimes it can be really clunky taking a modern song and putting quite a traditional dance to it and i thought this was a lesson in how to do it and how to do it well i thought she looked great that dress was fabulous and uh, giovanni's shirt to match it absolutely perfectly the music was great the stage this was for me this was one of the one of the really really standout performances for me of of, uh, of saturday loved Don, it Don? thought it was brilliant i completely agree with you lisa i absolutely loved it i think it leaned a bit more towards a jive actually with the music it was very rock mm-hmm. and roll but i think it suited brilliantly considering she had a bit bit of a down uh, last week i think she came back with a vengeance i think the song was such a good choice for it as well it worked really well with the quick step with the fast pace no i loved it i think the whole thing blended together i think the production team really did some making up to them this week yeah they really made an effort to help her out Mm. help them out there oh yeah i've got no problems with the song being uh with ballroom blitz being a quick step that's great that's great i think i just i hyped myself up in (laughs) expectation and therefore you know like like any sort of sci-fi fan you get these massive peaks of expectation and then when you actually see the thing you go well it's not what it was in my imagination (laughs) i'm afraid this is terrible Emily? I thought it was marvellous. I, I have to agree with Lisa and Dawn. I thought it was brilliant. And, and it's a song that is very popular at, at home. It's one that always goes down well. I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. I, it, looked, it looked superb. And I loved Laura's hair. Yes. She oh, looked like Laura. It's what we were she saying did. last week. She looked like Laura and she looked like a really fabulous version of Laura. And I... I I'm so thrilled that she wasn't in the dance-off. I'm so thrilled for her. She had a good week. Well done, Laura. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad she got through. She didn't have to do a dance-off because, you know, she was mid-table and she could have been in trouble, especially Mm -hmm. if we're not sure about how strong her public vote was. But I think the fact that she got through on the public vote this week 
sort of confirms our theory that when she didn't look like Laura, nobody was sure how to vote for her. Yes. Yeah. So... Mind you, you say mid-table, but actually it was quite a high score. Yeah, 33. Things considered. Okay, let's move on. Dancing the rumba, its staunch defender of the reputation of Barbara Streisand, Anastasia and her partner Brendan. Anastasia wearing one of the frocks of the night. Definitely. You know, rumbas can be cringy and embarrassing. Rumbas can try too hard and rumbas can also be sort of ineffectual. But I think that this one nearly sort of worked as much as a Strictly rumba can ever work. So it wasn't just your... So I'm not saying it was brilliant, but I'm saying it brought something different to the Strictly rumba than the normal sort of, woo, I'm a fancy lady um, <laughs> aspect <laughs> of a rumba, which, which is what we normally get. What we what we got from Anastasia and Brendan's rumba to you know an extremely powerful song was um I am an experienced woman who has known love and known heartbreak and had everything and lost everything and she was you know communicating some of that even if it was as awkward in the hip action and didn't have the continuous flow that a proper rumba is supposed to have. But basically nobody's ever got that right. I, th- I think like maybe Cara and Artem's rumba was very good. But in general, the rumba is not good on Strictly. Yeah, I think you're right. There are there are a few rumbas that stand in your mind. Current Artem is one. For me, one of the rumba always to beat every year is the one that Anton did with Leslie Garrett back in season one. I'm sure you don't probably don't even remember it, but it was just fabulous. So whenever I see anyone do the rumba, I'm like, well, it's not the one that Anton and Leslie Garrett did all those years ago. Um, so yeah, rumba is, is a bit difficult. I, the one thing I don't like that they do with a few dances and, and Anastasia and Brenda did this one, I don't like dances that don't end. I don't like when the end of the dance is them walking off. I, I like a dance to end in a position. So whenever anyone does a walk off ending, I always go a bit, uh, don't like that. <laughs> I think, I do think you need an iconic movie poster pause for the end of your dance and that Basically, mm. by not doing that, you're chucking away votes. Yeah, I think you are. So, in, in, basically, nobody feels comfortable talking about rumbas, but go Anastasia. Dancing the foxtrot. We just met her. This is crazy. It's Claudia Fragapani and her partner, AJ. It was, um, it was very twee, wasn't it? I mean, the dance was uh. very good, but the whole styling was just too thick. So wrong. They're, they are, so wrong. They are adults. That like bringing back their school teachers. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross. It's such a shame because, like, I know Ellie, you had reservations last week with the Bugsy Malone them as adults doing Bugsy Malone, but actually that worked really well. This because they were doing the whole strictly college thing, it it soured what was a very good. Foxtrot to a really nicely picked track. I actually really liked the 
Was it a foxtrot? Yeah, the modern foxtrot. Yeah. I did not think that song went with a foxtrot at all. No, it didn't. I thought it looked it looked like you know in a soap where there's a scene in a nightclub and you can see the people in the background just sort of <laughs> moving <laughs> in a disconnected manner. I thought that it made their foxtrot look like that. Yeah, yeah it was the wrong wrong song. It was too. I thought the song was too slow for a foxtrot. It didn't have. It didn't have the. The beat wasn't quick enough. Sorry, Dawn, go ahead. I was about to say. I, I think there were points where she actually looked a bit like a ballerina from a music box because of the way she was, she was moving. It they, like you said, it didn't have the fast enough space, and so some of the parts where she was posing, went on for a little bit too long, and it looked like you could just pick her up and put her in a, a jewelry box. Oh, is, I that, have a is that just like incredible core strength? Just makes her hold herself like that the whole time, though. Potentially, yes. I mean, it's the shaping, but it it was just, I don't know, it didn't flow like a foxtrot for me. I like no, I, I think I have my friend that um, texts me all the way through, you know, we chat all the way through strictly. Um, and she did say, um, Claudia looks like a Polly Pocket. <laughs> yeah, she did like Polly Pocket. I wrote down here, I agree with Craig. So whatever it was that Craig said after that, that dance, and I, I don't remember it. <laughs> But I, I agree with the exact same thing. thing. I agree with Craig. So, yeah. <laughs> Craig, thanks for saying what I was thinking. It was not the representation of the foxtrot. That's what I wrote down. I, I wrote, I agree with Craig as well. And it was not the best reputation of the dance or of them, actually. The best Strictly moments are when, you know, you're doing a dance to some music that it actually works out to. And I would love to work out how to know the method by which the music is allocated because you know you get the pros occasionally on twitter going that was not my choice um and i want to know whose choice it is and you know whether there's any element of randomness to it whether there's some sort of master plan whether we're picking from you know a list of 12 random songs that the celeb it said that they liked in the summer before they worked out that they had to pick things at any particular tempo or anything. But, mm. I mean, she did her best with a weird routine to a weird song with weird theming. And, I mean, the thing that I liked most about it was Claudia's frock. But we'll get back onto that later. Um, once the, Another thing that I had written down on that, though, was artificially inflated scoring. Um, because all the judges gave comments that were a bit sort of... I, I still felt that their scores didn't reflect their comments. I think they are sort of excited about the idea of Claudia getting to the later stages of the competition. Yes, I think they were scoring Claudia, not the dance that they were supposed to be scoring. Mm. Yeah, I think Craig sort of... he he went a lot lower than the others and normally mm. if he likes a person he will go a bit higher so I think his level was almost where it should have been but yeah, I, do, I think I think so I think next week though I think she is going to come back and nail it she doesn't seem like the sort of person to go oh I had a bad week I think she, next week she is going to be phenomenal what have they got next week do we know just let's have a check I oh yeah she's got a samba next Ooh. Oh, this is surely oh. going to be Olympics themed. There's some flips and tricks oh, yeah. going in next week then, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she's going to hammer that out next week. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like Claudia, just this one, like Craig said, mm. wasn't for me. Dancing the Pasadoble 
It's the hero we were all holding out for. Ed Balls and his partner Katya. Blimey. Uh, well done to the props per- people for designing that wonderful dragon. I don't think they designed that <laughs> dragon. I think they went to the big props warehouse and just said, I would like... I'll have that dragon, dragon, please. Yeah, I would have like... you got a dragon? Yeah, yeah. Can we just have like a sort of a medium-sized dragon? In which case, well done to the props people for going and finding that dragon because I really liked it and I want to ride one of those around everywhere. <laughs> they didn't strictly fight very much, which I think proves to us that it was a rented dragon. Yeah, it was a rented dragon, wasn't it? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it would be bedazzled within an inch of its life if it was a strictly one. Have dragon will travel. The the other thing that I noticed was they had a lovely and very unusual production touch in the intro where Ed was running nightmare style across that projected uh, drawbridge, which yes. fell apart as he ran across it. And I, I thought, this is great. Why are they why are they throwing this away on this? We're all no! turning our ace now because we all someone mentions nightmare and everyone goes, Oh my gosh, yeah! I remember that. That was amazing. I do remember and it was amazing. And you I, could you could uh, so and Katya, as the dance progressed, had the sort of the frustrated expression of one of the Dungeoneers guides going sidestep <laughs> left, Ed. Sidestep <laughs> left. Oh, they should bring that show back. That was fabulous. It was so ahead of its time with all the graph anyway ed and katia as we were talking about um what what i've got written down ed balls makes me smile when i'm watching him and i every week i say this i hate to say i'm saying this but i am ed balls makes me smile because he's doing what strictly was intended to do which is to take somebody who's never danced before and teach them how to dance and it's 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 not about being Danny or Ore in week four. It's about Ed's not the same person that we saw in week one. Mm-hmm. He's progressed. He's learned a bit and he's gotten a little bit better. He's never going to win. We know that. But he's given it a darn good try. And I I, um, really, I really like him. I have got him down. He needs to soften up a little bit and concentrate a bit less. You can see the concentration on his face. She just needs to kind of relax a little bit, and I think it would just be a little bit, a little bit better. But I, I Ed's like, not in competition with everyone else. Ed's in competition with Ed, and yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the routine uh, go right. Like I almost wish he'd been in the dance-off so that I would have had an opportunity to see the sixty percent of the choreography that he forgot. Yes, I I agree. I think it turned really it. I agree with Craig that it turned quite camp in the end, but I think you could tell that he'd forgotten bits of it. And so that frustration was in his mind. So once you start overthinking it, you can't not overthink it. And it all sort of goes a bit wobbly, but, oh, he's just, I really like him now. He's turning yeah, into I one of my favorites, but the fact is he knew it had gone wrong. And rather than getting all upset about it, when the judge's comments come along, he was like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it was, really gracious actually I wasn't expecting that from him but I I did like how Len sort of gave him his dues he did give it absolutely everything he kept going and he just kept throwing himself into it Emily just one word no (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, moving swiftly on. If only, if only the podcast viewers could see Emily's face while we were talking about Ed Balls. She was, she was, she was not a happy girl, were you? She's sort of <laughs> cringing into a fetal position. Sort of pouting and... <laughs> lost her yeah. face, isn't it? She's lost all respect for us now. We love you, Emily. Not at all. Oh, <laughs> Emily, you will come round to this way of thinking. It's just going to maybe take you till Halloween. Only when you come and brainwash me first. It's awful. <laughs> you just need to watch my looping gif of Ed spinning Catty around a few more hundred times <gasps> and yes. you'll be there. Dancing the Charleston, it's Magnificent Mermaid, Naga Manchetti and her partner Pasha. I enjoyed it. I thought it was um, a really different theme for the Charlestons because one of the things that gets boring about the Charleston is they always pick the same four or five themes to dance on. Um, so the underwater stuff was quite fun and you got all the nice swimming moves in there. And, you know, they've been doing a lot of prop dancing with the Charlestons this series so far. So I enjoyed the little bit of... Um, trident action. Trident action. Um, stick work as it would be when they normally do the tapping and things like that um, I thought that was I thought it was really fun I adored what Naga was wearing I thought she looked magnificent if I could go out every day to work like that I would <laughs> you can why can't you yeah if I really I work in an old house I'd be freezing you oh, just pop oh, a cardion <laughs> over the top and you'd be right <laughs> 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 she definitely was at the top of the rhinestone lottery, wasn't she? Yeah, yes. and the there were, was quite a lot of rhinestones uh, thrown out this week. She she definitely caught quite a few of them. I wouldn't have blended the same colours that costume picked. the The key word you want to put into Pinterest is sea punk, <laughs> right? And so that's yep. all your sort of iridescent pastels and pearly shimmers and it's pinks greens purples and blues but I thought there was a lot of red and sort of quite a yellowy green in there and when I was watching on the big telly I didn't think it blended to form that sort of iridescent pink very well but when I watched it on a slightly lower resolution on YouTube it did blend (laughs) so I watched it on my iPad and I thought it looked really nice. So maybe maybe you have to make sure you're watching in the right, uh, on the right <laughs> screen. Yeah, get the right resolution going. Mm-hmm. No, I loved it though. I think the Charleston really brings out the best in some dancers because it's fun, it's quirky, it's fast. You can play with it quite a lot. And I think that's what happened. She had a lot more confidence this week and you could see that her footwork had improved, her definition had improved, and she really enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't like about it was that really dodgy lift at that end. You know, hands in places they probably shouldn't have been. I don't like the very gussety lifts that they put into the Charleston. <laughs> I think, you know, Naga's got to go back on TV and interview <laughs> politicians, and all they'll be thinking about is... Week four, gusset. It's uh, not really a gusset, though, is it? I mean, they're dance pants. I know they're dance pants, but I, st- I, I still think it's possible to be lifted and maintain your dignity. Not when you're pretending to be a fish, though. 
I don't know. Yeah, she's not used to having legs. That's Oh yeah, yeah. legs are a new thing. I've I've got down I usually I don't like Charleston. That's controversial I know. Uh, but I did really like this one. Um and as much as I felt that Claudia was overmarked, I thought this was undermarked. Brenda sort of called that out from behind uh when they were up on the on the top with Claudia. Um you know, Brendan called out undermarked and I was like, "Yes, Brendan, you're right. That was definitely mm. undermarked." by at least five points i think yeah i wonder yeah. if i wonder if that would have been enough to save her you know yeah i but, think i think the judges uh, were the with a kiss of death there not not the public yeah so the, they're now at the part of the show especially with will's withdrawal where the format of the show will break down if they have uh, any withdrawals as a result of injury and mm. it, we're getting to the point in the show where things are getting harder and the risk of somebody getting injured and having to withdraw increases, especially as we've got Anastasia, who is carrying an injury. And mm. I am wondering... And if, Greg. And Greg yeah, too. Yeah, a few now that's carrying. You've got to start thinking, right, are there now some people who are just on a we-should-get-you-out-to-be-safe get list? Although they didn't really look like they were trying to get Anastasia out and she's kind of the... No, I was going to say... Well, they had they had the opportunity to do that tonight and didn't, so I think they are probably not thinking that. Dancing the foxtrot, it's one woman wardrobe revolution. Louise Redknapp and her partner Kevin. Well, I'd like to congratulate whoever negotiated the peace settlement between Louise and costume because... Oh, I'm not sure it's settled. She's like, she was wearing something that you could buy from Lindy Bop and that is a fairly standard bridesmaid dress. Looks but normal. there was one thing wrong with it. Yeah? There was one thing wrong with it. And I think that's what Louise's issue is, and that is the boob. It was... Just there was just a little bit too much fabric around the bust that it sort of sagged underneath her boobs, and I think that's what the issue is. She doesn't want her boobs to have too tighter uh, fabric over them. It looked lovely. There, there was, you know, the, I think it was as resolved as it's ever going to be. I don't think Louise wants anything that's showing too much the shape of her boobs. That's what I think is the issue. I'll be wrong. Next week she'll come out in. Type like her, but I think that's what the problem is. Yeah, I th I think that it is it is quite hard for them to incorporate the amount of sports brownness that anybody who's slightly better endowed really needs. See, this is where I always have an issue with Strictly, is because if you look at official dance sport rules, so if you look at the official competitions, they have very strict rules about hemlines and. Uh, chest lines and how much cleavage and everything you're supposed to show so actually most of the dancers on Strictly will break those rules which if in which direction too much or too little coverage as in too much you you see a lot of them and actually when you look at the official rules that's what shocked me when I was first sort of getting into dance sport and finding out about it is that Strictly is very much it has its own rules for clothing so actually, her dress and her neckline there would, I think, might have been breaking them. I'm not sure. I haven't checked them in a while. I don't think you're going to get too, anything too daring from her. But again, we are uh, sort of gliding over the actual dance part. And mm -hmm. I, I, 
a little bit of Darcy shade in the judges' comments, uh, which I think echoes what I felt about this dance, which is, Kevin, you've got a ringer. Posh her. It yeah. was all just very sort of safe, li safe light, mm. easy. I That's it. The foxtrot can be a very tricky dance, and she nailed it, so she could have really gone for a lot more. Was anyone else perturbed slightly by the choice of song? Oh, yeah, because Tears Dry on Their Own, right? It's really sad. It's yeah. a really sad song. It, it, it's about knowing that a relationship is no good for you in the end and sort of watching the train wreck of your own life in slow motion and sort of not being able to do anything to stop it. And, and they turned it into Stepford Husband fluff. Yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah. But there's a, there's, there's a lot of weird context that Amy Winehouse songs are placed in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. the whole storyline for me was weird anyway, so... Too much faffing about. <laughs> there was lots of faffing, that's true. It was good, though. It was a good foxtrot. Had all the, it had all the uh, right moves in it for a foot. What am I trying to say? It had good foxtrot content. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you could see what it was, and it absolutely delivered what it was supposed to deliver. Um, I think, you know, Louise, uh, we're likely to see Louise for a good few weeks, if not yeah. all the way to the end. I just want and her. I, I want her to do an exciting dance. Yes, she almost was there last week with the flash dance, cha cha. Another couple of those. And I'll be fully in the Louise fan club. I'm not quite there yet. She has been but, a bit dull so far. Like, good, but dull. I think she might... Her Strictly story might be, I'm not just a mum. I am pop star Louise. Sort of, uh, like, rediscovering herself after a career break. Yeah. We've had a couple of mm. those kinds of stories. And I, that might be her story this, this year. But who can I think that's say? That's probably a really good, good prediction for her, her strictly story, actually. But I think the most important thing we need to take from this is that we should all look for somebody who talks about you, like Len talked about her heel drag. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have never seen somebody so in love with a pair of heels since I last went shoe shopping. No, to Len's credit, she has very good foot placement mm. and she has very elegant ankles and feet. The way that she uses her feet and her ankles is very elegant and very sophisticated. I think she's got beautiful feet. That's what we're <laughs> She's got lovely feet. She's got, you could say, dancer's feet. She uses her feet really well, not just to do the moves, but to do them with a real elegance and, and sophistication yeah i think kevin's built up her confidence enough now time for the yeah. hard time for the hard choreography yeah yes definitely bring it on louise we want to see it dancing the quick step it's a man who cannot land a pond to save his life danny mac and his partner Oti. wasn't this just joyful oh yes, yes. pure joy Absolutely. There, there was no doubt. Whatever you could say about it, it was beautiful. Yeah, I don't even D care. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to moan about it in a minute, but that 
there is nothing I can say about his dancing. It was beautiful. I watched it and I thought Fred Astaire and I thought it's just perfect. I thought it did take them a little bit of time to get into hold, perhaps longer than you would uh, have under strict dance sport rules. But, yes. you know, the way that they got into hold was so joyful and so characterful and so adorable that I didn't care. Um, and, you know, the cliche about a good quick step is they made it look effortless and they made it look effortless. Yeah, they did. What I, and what I'd said about Louise having really good foot placement, Danny's foot placement. I watched, I rewound this one. Rewound. You don't do that anymore, do you? I went back and watched this one again and I was watching Danny's feet. They were perfectly in placement with OT. They were absolutely on the nail. I was very impressed with the way that he's placing his feet with OT. Really, really, really good. Wasn't it lovely to have some um, proper period-appropriate music for the dance as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know I keep banging on about it with, like, pathos and stuff as well, but I just... I, those dancers were put to music like that for a reason. Yes. Um, because they suit it so well, and it made mm-hmm. me really grim to see this. And, I, it, yeah, it made me feel really happy and relaxed and Saturday night-tastic. What would be nice is to hear um, sort of big band style arrangements of modern pop songs for them to dance to. So it, mm. rather than the sound alike ones, Dawn disagrees. I disagree heartily. I think when you do cover versions of some modern songs, especially when you do, um, I think you have to be very, very careful with it. Otherwise it sounds really, really cheesy. It's like, do you know, though, you can get those movie cover, movie soundtrack cover bands. Yeah, I think it could get really cheesy really fast, which I suppose you want cheese on Strictly, but also you want... Um, but you want it to be cheddar rather than Gorgonzola. Yes. I think there are some you could do it with. I would, I would trust it in the hands of Dave Arch, I think, mostly. Yeah, I mean, I would rather hear them do an arrangement of a song in their style than to have them straining for a style that they can't do. Mm. Which we've heard a couple of times and... Ugh. Yeah, it comes up every now and then and you just sit there going, ooh, the song doesn't... isn't this. Oh, this modern synth-pop anthem is somewhat one note when Dave Archer's band plays it. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. I think I mm. think one of one of the worst ones was there there was a foxtrot to Diamonds by Rihanna. Yeah. And that sort of it showed up some of the songwriting shortcomings in uh, shortcomings in that song. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's not really very much to say about Danny Mac and Oti's uh dance other than effusive praise, joy and uh stuff like that. But Dawn's going to moan about it. I am going to have a little moan and then I'm going to very quickly retract my moan because I started <laughs> I started having a real whinge during this where because during the intro it sounded like they were leading into a bit of a crisis of confidence like the plot twist we were talking about and I think that's coming but all the way through it I'm sat there going he's going to win he is going to win he is going to win I was like 90% sure of it I'm thinking it's not really a competition is it if he's going to win and we're just hanging around to find out who the runner-up is. But I I am going to retract that a little bit. I, 
I think he came in so strong and now he's getting some really fierce competition. Yes. But I still think he's a real, real contender, I think. I think he has to um, work on some of the non-dance aspects in order to get the victory safe. Like, not coming across as totally earnest dance robot. Yes, I think he is playing it as a traditional dance competition and he's got the he's got the expertise he's got the dance but I think you've got a lot of gimmicks and a lot of comedy and a lot of quirkiness coming from the other partners that actually perfect footwork isn't going to win this for him no that's why so I'm very invested in Danny and Oti doing well because I want Oti to lift the trophy but I think the the bit that I there have been two bits of Danny VT that I have found very humanizing and very warming. And, you know, I made a reference to it in Danny's intro today, which is when he's trying to do the pun at the end of the comedy VT, he spectacularly fails to land it. And I just find that quite adorable. (laughs) He is. He's really cute in that way. I think considering he's an actor and he's supposed to be really good at acting he's probably acting at not being able to land a pun but you know just do what you need to danny dancing the rumba it's a woman who can dance dancing to a song about a man who's never going to dance again daisy low and her partner ali ash i am normally very anti-rumba because it makes my skin crawl um but i really liked this I, I thought it was I thought it was a bit weird in the way that I thought it was really strange to so obviously restrict the amount of movement around the floor. Oh, with I know it's not corralling them within the the fairy lights circle of light. <laughs> that was a bit strange, um, but I was prepared to sit and cringe all the way through the rumble as I generally do. But I thought Daisy looked like an utter goddess in that dress. I thought it was. Just beautiful. I wasn't sure and, about and, the bum gather, but whatever. Well, you know, some people can carry off a bum gather, and I think she probably can. I thought she actually is finally finishing her mood, moves as well and not throwing them away. Um, I mean, I know there's, it's a softer finish to a move in a rumba anyway, but I thought she was, she was really getting that right this time, and it looked very, very beautiful. I know last week... No, week before we really enjoyed Oti's back bend, um, but I really enjoyed Daisy's side bend at the end of this. You know, the um, sideways stretch out. I thought it was really beautiful. Um, so yeah, I was slightly or perhaps temporarily converted to the rumba on Saturday night. Huh. I thought it was very sort of languid, and that kind of thing in a rumba can it can make it look sort of lazy or listless. But I think that she'd got that sort of... um, It was languid in a sort of an 80s I am on a yacht way rather than languid in a sort of I I can't be bothered to move way. And that's, you know, quite appropriate for a song which is none more 80s than Careless Whisper. You know, it was very much on a yacht. I, I pretty much agree with, uh, with with what Emily said. I I, I watched the rumba with sort of, 
you know, from slightly behind the sofa and a cushion in front of my face, you know, a little bit. Um, I thought this was really good. I really liked the floor lighting. I liked the um, I liked the video of the the video that was on the floor. I thought that was really good. I liked that circle of fairy lights. I thought that was a a great way to own a big space while actually being in a small space. I thought it was really good. I liked that. I liked that aspect of it. The rumba doesn't really travel opinion. anyway. No. Of course not. It could have done yes, with a little bit more sort of emotional anguish. Like Anastasia's dance had a little bit of emotional anguish communicated in it. Where, But, you know, it looked very beautiful, very artistic. And, you know, that's another rumba out of the way. I thought it looked like what Len wanted from a rumba, because Len wanted the courtship rumba rather than the... Phil. Um, temp then the filth and the yeah. tempestuous breakup and then makeup thing, which is, I think, more like what you got from Anastasia and Brendan. Um, I think Daisy um, and Aliash uh, was much more the initial seduction rumba. Do you know what? I did actually enjoy Jay and Aliona's rumba last year because it was at the point where their showman's storyline was at its height. And it was to that song from the musical Once, which is... Yeah about a young sort of slightly hopeless musician trying to tempt Eastern European uh, goddess away from her husband, which it, it, that was a bit metatextual, really. And I also, <laughs> happened, <laughs> I, I also happened to uh, really like the song from Once. It's, you know, one of my favourite modern musicals. Um, and that I felt like that was a bit of an untraditional rumba because they were both dressed in more or less street clothes. So I might just not like the full rumba experience. Conclusion is you don't like rumba. I, d I like neither rumba nor, nor Charleston. And as the series goes on, <laughs> we'll have to start questioning what exactly about the programme I like. It might be dresses. <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're not massive fans I agree. of tango I... so far, are we? I like a tango I love to tango. tango music. Just not the ones that we've had so far. Mm. Yeah. See, I agree with you, Ellie. I don't like the rumba. I, I don't know. I find it a bit boring. I think they do try and put a bit too much sensuality in it. And it's just a very posy dance. To me, it's not actually a dance. There's not really a whole lot of technique. It's sort of what you might do in a club if you're a little bit drunk and trying to impress somebody. <laughs> I just... Like, oh, look at my pose. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just never very impressed by it. Even when the professionals do it, it's not really. I like movement. Do we think and it that. It doesn't have a lot of movement. Do we think that Danny and Oti will be able to do a good rumba, or is it just going to be one oh. where we're going to go, okay, right, at least it's over and done with? No, I'm looking forward to their rumba. I think. You know, rumba. I said I sort of watch it from behind the sofa. I really like to see a good rumba. I, when we've had good ones, they really stand out. And I have high hopes for Danny and Oti and Ori and Joanne actually um, for doing really good rumbas. I, I think we could see something to improve on Oti's incredible backbend move in, when they do a rumba. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think they'll they'll give us something very special when they do a rumba. Is that next week? Did I hear them saying? Dancing the Viennese oh. Waltz, it's the obvious choice for the BBC's Eurovision 2017 semi-final commentator, Robert Rinder and his partner Oksana. 
Actually, I would love it if you came oh, to Kiev. I would love it if you came to oh, Kiev. Me too. Me too. Oh my god, could you imagine if he oh, was in Kiev? I we we would take Robert to Euro Club, right? Oh my goodness. I want Robert Rinder in Euro Club in Kiev next year. Let's do it. And Robert, he can bring and come. he can bring Oksana. Yeah. Oh. She's Ukrainian. We're gonna need some translators. Well, she's bring from her. she's from the disputed bit of Ukraine. She's from Kharkiv. Oh, is she? Yeah. So that's why it wasn't embarrassing for him to speak Russian to her. Mm, Geopolitics in your strictly, you weren't expecting it. <laughs> I'm yeah. loving the, the the whole strictly Eurovision fusion as well. Obviously, <laughs> it's got glitter. Um, but yeah, so what was all that about? Can I? Can I? Can I? Yeah, please? go, Lisa, because you've got a special interest <laughs> in this. You need to explain why this was so culturally insensitive. What? What was the Austrian theme doing there? It's a Viennese waltz. Yes, okay, Vienna is in Austria. I accept that. I've been there many times. It's definitely <laughs> in Austria. But no other Viennese waltz has an Austrian theme put at it. That if you're going to do an Austrian theme, do it properly. That was not a proper dirndl. It wasn't even an. It was kind of a half-hearted attempt at a dirndl. She looked it's a bit more of sound like sound of music there, was, wasn't it? As we was, it was a bit sound of music, which Austrians hate. Like I've never met an Austrian who likes the sound of music. They're, they're all highly embarrassed by it. But it does kind um, of paint a lot of Austrians as Nazi collaborators. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or as milkmaids, which, and a lot of people said on social media, oh, it's the Polish milkmaids from 2014's Eurovision. Guilty as charged, Your Honour. Which, yes, I know. I saw you write that. That a lot of other people did too. So you're not alone. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, a boom bang a bang was a British song sung in Spain at a contest in 1969. I'm going to go nerdy on you now. That Austria boycotted because Spain was under the Franco rule at that time. So why was it there? <laughs> We're getting so much <laughs> geopolitics content in this podcast. <laughs> Can and I calm down? Now? From an international lawyer, he'd be quite good at steering clear of this. Robert Rinder needs to come to Eurovision and learn about European politics from 1956 onward, because we <laughs> all know all about it. Yeah, like the things I can tell you about the Nagorno-Karabakh dispute would make your eyes water. I know. It already has <laughs> yeah, gone. Like the, only yeah. people, the only people outside of Armenia and Azerbaijan who understand it are, are Eurovision commentators like us. Back to the dance content. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like in terms of a week for Viennese waltz, you know, it was fine right up onto his face. I really enjoyed the really, really little hints of um, the gender role swapping in it when they both, um, Robert curtsied and Oksana bowed. And obviously Robert got the, um, the big finish at the end finish. with Oksana holding her, him. And, I, and they're really small things. And I know it was uh, done in a very silly way, but it did make me smile. Um, and I, yeah, I didn't particularly like the theming, um, but whatevs, it happened. That's okay. <laughs> Somebody's going to get some wire in their pigtails at some point in a series of Strictly, so... She should have kept it in. She didn't dance with it in, though. I was devastated by that. Yeah, she did. She did. They were bouncing around all over the shop. Oh, they must have come out by the time she came for the judges. Uh, having wire in your pigtails hurts. 
Ah, oh, fair enough. <laughs> I must have missed that bit. I just. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, but... I, on on the, on the dancing front, I having had my little Austrian rant and Eurovision rant. Um, on the dancing front, I actually thought it was very good. It's very good Viennese waltz. Lots of lots of twirls and things and and. It, whatever I have to say about her dirndl, that skirt worked really well with the, with the twirling and whatever. I do think it was a little bit over the top. You know, Robert extends his arms too far. I don't know, they're always trying to get people to put more extension in their arms, more shaping. He kind of puts too much shaping in his arms and therefore it looks a little bit wild, but I don't care. He could just stand on the stage for 90 seconds smiling at me and I'd vote for him to go through, so I don't really care. <laughs> He's got jive next week, so I don't yeah, think I, to that. I don't think the serious dance that we're craving from Robert is going to come soon because the week after that's Halloween, and Lord knows he's going to camp that up. <gasps> I can't yes. wait for Robert Rinder and Halloween. That's a combination I'm very excited oh. for. But I I agree with Len though that I don't think he should make it serious i think he's he must be a very serious person professionally i have no doubt about it so i think it must be really good escapism just to throw his sense of humor on that stage and chuck it about a bit and i i don't think it would work if he he took it seriously i i think the comedy aspect of it is just such a lovely little twist of him I want to see him do a hyper serious tango that's so serious that it comes out the other side and becomes daft again. <laughs> I think yeah. he has the potential. It has the potential to go one of two ways, doesn't it? It'll either be an absolute like car crash if he attempts to do anything serious, or it will be so spectacular that everybody will go, oh my goodness, who are you? Where did you come from? What have you done with Robert Rinder? Put him down for that the week after Halloween. Yeah. Dancing the Charleston, it's a vision in emerald beaded fringe. Leslie Joseph and her partner Anton. <gasps> they were robbed. Sorry, they should have got higher scores than what they did. She was amazing. It was still only a Charleston for me. I probably couldn't do a Charleston like that. I think it had less content than Naga's Charleston had. Just performed with slightly more accuracy. I, I think... Their sense of humour goes so well together. I think they are a perfect match comedy-wise. And I think they really put that into their dancers. I think it's cheeky. What's it? I think one of the judges said cheeky, fun and naughty. And I pretty much said the same thing myself. And she's really, really good with it. I think they focus too much on the fact that she's an older lady. Not old lady, old lady who is dancing and I think that takes away from some of her scores because actually technically she's really good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think they've they've gone the other way to her as they have with Claudia and AJ they've made mm -hmm. them into the children and they've made Leslie into the old lady and Claudia is not a child Leslie is not an old lady so I, I think they need to pair them both back a little bit I thought it was good again I I'm not a massive fan of Charleston as we know um but it was nice. I, the green shoes were slightly off-putting to me. Oh, they yeah. Were, the green. They weren't the same colour green they as were the, the rest of the green. Dress. Yeah, they, dress. Needed, they needed to be a darker green. I, I know, but I really want some green pumps. Yeah, but you don't want green, <laughs> you don't green want mint upstairs. green pumps, surely. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. just a little bit distracted by the colour of the shoes because I felt they didn't match the colour of the skirt. And I realised that's all, you know, fluff around the edges. But... Um, 
I would have know, gone for a gold I know, shoe. I noticed these things. A gold shoe yes. would have gone much better. Um, the only problem I had with this was the theming. I am done with uh, sofas and armchairs <laughs> on Strictly. Uh, this, and gangsters. This isn't like Ikea or anything. No, they have a lot of furniture in that building. <laughs> and they, they find a way to reuse it a lot in the dancers. That was an, an innocent I'm, leather sweet sprayed gold there. I've, I've had enough of props now. Yeah. I'm, I'm done, for, done with props. Let's have a week off props, then they can come back for Halloween, and then we, yeah. we, cl- we lock the cupboard and we hide the key. We yes. revoke their membership to the big prop warehouse once they've taken the medium-sized dragon back. <laughs> <laughs> or just brought that round to one of our houses, because I think we, we don't like to hang on yeah. to, to the dragon. Do you dragon. know what? If they could work that in each week, it would be like a spot the pineapple guy. Like, <laughs> spot, which yeah, dance the dragon. have the dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be slightly easy to spot them the pineapple, though, surely. <laughs> you never know. They, they could... No, they can't do subtle. I was oh, about to no. say they could do it really subtly, but it's not with a medium-sized dragon. <laughs> no, they also because they also had the cow for Robert's dance. So somebody, presumably this week, had the job of driving a transit van to the big props <laughs> warehouse <laughs> and loading up a medium-sized dragon and a, a cow. cow. <laughs> Could I please have a cow, a dragon, and an armchair sprayed gold? <laughs> That's somebody's job. Imagine if, just imagine if that van had got into a crash and then they had to open the back and there was a dragon, a cow, and a sofa. I see why you had the problem, sir, and just closing the van. (laughs) Get pulled over for speeding. Can I look at the back of the van? I'd rather you didn't. (laughs) Anything to declare? I can explain this. Uh, oh. But yeah, I mean, for as far as Charlestons go, it was fine. Fine, just do a Charleston. Oh, Look, they do. They've nearly all done them now. Yeah, we're yeah. we're nearly through. Oof. I I quite like that they tend to put them in near the beginning. Then they're kind of done. <gasps> oh, I love the Charleston. It also That's means that fine. people have something very spectacular in their back pocket that they can draw on if they need a, a dance to improve on for the final. Yeah, true. Yeah. They're very crowd pleasing. They are crowd-pleasing, except for us. Dancing the Jive, it's high-octane, high-kicking, high-scoring Aurea Duba and his partner Joanne. Oh, wow. <gasps> I mean, maybe slightly <laughs> overscored. Don't really care because it's kind of upset all the Jay is the best ever dancer fans and, uh, you know, set yeah. the cat amongst the pigeons. Didn't really care for any kind of 60s theming or styling. I just thought that was an incredible dance. And I noticed, I, I worked out why we all are warming to Ori from not really knowing him so much more than the others. He knows how to look down a camera. Yes. He, he can see the one where the little red light's on and he looks straight down it. Like, do you remember the very first dance that he did? He was coming around the corner. He caught the camera, stuck his tongue out and gave it a wink. <laughs> like, he's really good at finding the cameras. He's a presenter, of course yeah. he is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think... And, and a sports presenter as well, so there is movement around the studio with the cameras. Unlike Naga, where they tend to have one shot or maybe two, just to compare the presenters. I think... Yeah, of course he's used to spotting a camera as it moves around, and so brilliant. I'm, I really enjoyed it. I loved the 60s theming, 
Um, and I really like the Mondrian squares in the um, in the light projections and everything like that. They oh, I didn't even notice any happy. light projections or anything. I was just going, whoa, at the dance. So I get judges. excited about Mondrian. I just, I was just, you know. Does anybody want to come in and uh, like burst our Ore party bubble? No, no. No, I think this was the part of the show where my angry rant that was going to be about Danny suddenly died because actually he he has some real stiff competition with Ore. And I think the difference is he started off a little bit, he wasn't very confident to start off with. And even now when he gets those high scores, he seems really humble by it. However, what I have seen is, um, you're right, so we all know Ola Jordan left, don't we? And she was yeah. not very happy with Strictly when she left she was. and she is heavily promoting her book at the moment they need to, they could... need to go out on a Saturday like I know that the movies isn't what it once was but you know I would be willing to give the Jordans 20 quid to go to the pictures on a Saturday night <laughs> yeah because that comment that I can't believe some people still think that Ori is a novice dancer like massive massive sour grapes that's all that sounded like to me and there's been a couple of things from James and Ola now that I've seen on Twitter during the shows on Saturdays and I just think I really liked you both when you were on the show and now you're making me not like you because you're being really catty about it yeah I think we are all grown-ups about the way that a reality tv competition is made yeah but I don't think Ori is lying about not having been a trained dancer, especially not in the same way that Danny is a trained dancer. No, I mean, if Ori went to some, you know, dance lessons as a kid until he was not even in double digits, then I'm not classing that as dance experience. Cause or even if, like... Then I'd be an experienced dancer. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, if, so if, would I. If I'm an experienced dancer with a couple of you know, a couple of terms of beginner Latin and ballroom, then, yeah, I mean, where does the no dance experience start? Like, I have never stood up before. I have never moved to music yeah. before. I've never been to a disco. Yes, I mean, at the very least, every, everybody on that list and on every list that's ever existed on the Strictly Room, everybody has danced before, if, if at the very least, drunk at a wedding. You know, yeah. everyone has danced before. It's not. It's, it's even not if it's doing that. oops upside your head. Everyone is <laughs> exactly. Way. Yeah. Or sitting on the floor doing we are sailing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and like Laura was talking about her childhood Irish dancing lessons and things. Like yeah. dance is a universal human thing. Mm. Like and so rightly it should. Be. Of course it is because it makes for as you long happy. as humans have beaten out a rhythm, someone's danced to it. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great phrase, isn't it? To write that one down. Absolutely. Thanks. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day that about ballet, that ballet, you can only have a certain... Well, there is only a certain body type that can do it because the, the shapes you have to form and when you're on point, there's only certain skeletal structures that will work. So for dance, you have to have... A, uh, for ballet, you have to have a certain body, but dance is for anybody. There will be a form of dance that suits you, and you will be able to do it. I mean, even Ed Balls, no, he's not the best at the moment, but he's a dancer. And if he had, you know, a few months more training, then you would see an absolutely massive improvement. And he might not be reaching that standard, but he'd certainly be pretty high. As with a lot of forms of creativity, I think everybody's born with 
you know, dance within them. It's just society that beats it out of you. I yep. agree. Um, but yeah, so Ore's jive has basically made us come over all sort of inspirational. Uh, we're like, <laughs> yeah. a, we're like a set of <laughs> Facebook memes uh, about <laughs> about the human spirit. That's how good Ore's jive was. It was. Who who said it was? Un- it was overscored. Somebody said that earlier. I don't think it was. I I think it was scored just where it should have been. Mm. I think 39 was the right score for that. Now, that's not to say... The the problem you have with Strictly, though, is that once you've got 39 one week, you're then kind of expecting them to get that again, which you shouldn't, because that was scored on what it was. It was a jive, and it was virtually a perfect jive. But that doesn't mean that whatever they've got next week, he's going to be as good at. So... That needs to be scored on its own merit, not on competition to this jive. Also, we're about at the point in the competition where the judges go, we're going to get serious now, and the average score takes a bit of a hit. Yeah. There's a sort of a sawtooth uh, thing to the... A a sawtooth pattern to the average score in a Strictly series. It starts out medium, goes high, then there's a sort of a soft reset, and then it starts ramping again, and... Like there yeah. might be two or three sawtooth patterns per series, which means that Robert and Oksana have got to worry a little bit, as have Ed, Ed and Cassia, and possibly Claudia and Greg as well, well, because they are sort of on the bottom of the pile. This week, the average score did go down slightly. It went down. So last week, the average score was 30 with a standard deviation of 3.9. But this week, as we start to separate out the dancers from the non-dancers, the mean went down to 29.6 and the standard deviation went up to 5.9. So we are starting... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I've got to ask. Did you work that out or is there a website where you found that out? It is literally like 12 characters in the spreadsheet that I was already making. Okay. She's really clever. She is. She is very clever. I don't, I'm don't, not doubting just, the cleverness. Like, I'm just doubting the slight obsessiveness. It's interesting. It's all data. Oh, I have no doubt how, how you could work it out. I'm just wondering why. Because it's interesting. Fair enough. Okay, sorry. This is how I know that there's a sawtooth pattern in the scores and you get a soft reset around week five or six. This is this is what happens, listeners, if this is going out. This is what happens when you have a scientist as the host and leader of your podcast. I would be doing this if even if there wasn't a podcast. <laughs> I know you would. That's what makes that's what makes it so wonderful. Um yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, my big sister. We- <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about all of the dancers now. Um, I think for a week, sort of returning from a theme week, there's always a sort of a bit of a back to reality flump feeling to it. But it was very much raised up by the extraordinary quick step and jive that we got from Danny and Ori. And like the next part of the series is basically just about who gets to join them in the final. <laughs> to Sunday night, we have in the dance-off Anastasia and Naga. Do we think that's the right bottom two? No. No. Who would you have had in the bottom two, Emily? Ed Balls. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Um, so, but and Ed, and I'd have him up against Ed Balls. So either way, Ed Balls. <laughs> you you because I, I you, stand you, it. You don't dig it, do you? Twice. <laughs> I really don't dig it. It was just, it was Good. like someone drunkenly failing to do the YMCA watching Twill That Cape. I hated it. <laughs> I'm glad you had a feeling, Emily, because that makes good podcast. I actually had Claudia in my bottom too this week. Yeah, I was just, talking to I you. I just didn't like that at all. I was talking to you on the Saturday night and what, you know, another of the things that goes on in the spreadsheet is I try and model based on previous results and the sort of the factors that affect your public vote. I try and model what the result's going to be before before it comes out. And one of the totally random factors that I had in, in the spreadsheet yesterday was I have no idea how strong Claudia's public vote is. There was nothing in any of the previous week's results that meant she wasn't coming dead last. No, it, it, she could well be. Um, but the judges are inflating her score. They certainly did this week, so... I, I I think she she I think she got in based on the judges scoring and I think Naga and Pasha ended up in the dance off because of the judges scoring. I don't think that that the public vote had as much to play on both of those two things. Mm-hmm. But that's just me suspecting things with no spreadsheet like you have any. Well, because there's so many ties in the judges score, you have to be quite far up the leaderboard to think that you're safe and also Mm. down at the bottom of the leaderboard we've got some people who i suspect have got massive public votes like um robert and ed um yeah Yeah. but yeah it looks like the sympathy vote that anastasia had last week has sort of dissipated and i think we'll probably just keep seeing her in the bottom two again until she's not the best dancer in the bottom two i'm not convinced that she was the best dancer in the bottom two this week actually but when it came to the dance off i actually thought naga danced that better but i'm not one of the four that gets to make that decision so it's very hard to compare a charleston with a rumba a charleston and a rumba yeah that's very true those are two you don't want to have really against each other in 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 the bottom two that's that's very hard as a judge to to dance to judge yeah um but you know i'm i'm very sad that it ended up with naga leaving because it looked like that week was the point where she'd worked out that you have to be sort of hyper demonstrative about your emotions for them to come across at all on the strictly cameras and yeah. uh, that she'd sort of just got into the general fabulousness of it all and it's sad that it's come to an end because i you know could have watched it for another couple of weeks Definitely. I could have happily watched her for another couple of weeks. Yeah, I wanted to see her in Halloween because, you know, we've talked a lot about her being fabulous or whatever they make her wear. So I, I really wanted to see what they were going to put her in for Halloween. I guess we'll never know. So we think it's basically the right result. Anastasia's days are probably numbered, uh, but we are yeah. now getting to that part of the competition where soon we will be through the numbers. Let's do yeah. our nominations for Dance of the Week. Emily. The dance for the of the week is going to have to be Ori's jive, isn't it? Surely. Well, I mean that's yours, Lisa. It's mine. Um, I would say that that's that is the obvious one, but I'm actually going to say Laura and Giovanni. Dawn. Yeah, I had a few that I really couldn't choose between. Actually, uh, between uh, it was either Laura's quick step, Louisa's foxtrot, or Danny's Danny's foxtrot. Uh, yeah, quick step. 
but I I agree with you, Lisa. I think it has to be Laura's quick step. That just made me smile. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go for Danny and Oti's quick step just because it was it was lovely and joyous. But I you know, <laughs> special mention for Ore's jive. Yeah, I think we all we all we all mention Ore as well. But Yeah. <laughs> I think well, actually, I'm I'm now changing my vote because I've I've looked through my list again, and and for making me like the rumba, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Daisy and Aliash because mm. I really enjoyed a rumba, and I've never enjoyed a rumba before. We're such a contrary bunch. We really are. <laughs> oh yeah. So Drop one of, one of the time, things one of the things we never do for dance of the week is actually declare a winner. So meh. oh, uh, so <laughs> I'm just going to continue not declaring a winner. So, frock of the week, where we do declare I'm a winner. Frock of the week. Because frock of the week's important. It uh, is very important. Come on, then, ladies, let's have your nomination. Let's start with Dawn. I really like Laura's dress. I like that whole pink with black lace over the top. It's always sort of, it, it hits me in my teenage goth memories. Oh, Emily? Yeah. I really liked Louise's red fox foxtrot dress. Of course I did. Of course you did, Emily. I think you have a dress like that. Yeah, I do. And I had two that I really liked. I liked Oti's uh, frothy champagne number. It just, it looks like champagne. It was, yes. it was the, the fabric interpretation of a glass of champagne. And I also really liked, it was the only thing I liked about the routine. I liked Claude, little Claudia's bright pink dress. I thought that it looked really sort of cheerful the um and it was cut really nicely for her like big strong shoulders and i thought it looked really cute and really appropriate and of course naga won naga's dress of the week uh, yeah as and well. obviously as yeah. as, yeah. as she does every week naga won well naga's whole look of the week because it it was a head to toe all encompassing sea punk mermaid look yeah, she reclaimed her wig of the week title. <laughs> she definitely did. <laughs> All right, so Lisa, um, tell us who won. Well, I, I might have been tempted to award it to Tess because I thought last night her dress was the best we've seen her looking. And then she and Claudia came out on the Sunday looking both absolutely hideous, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Um, so therefore, I can't possibly give it to Tess at all. Um, so I'm actually... Um, uh, uh, Dawn said the one that, that was definitely on the top of my list and that's Laura uh, that pink and black number I thought was just fabulous I want it <laughs> I want I want, yeah. uh, I want Natalie's dress from last week I want Laura's dress from this week my wardrobe yeah. is going to be increased by the end of this uh, <laughs> this season of Strictly no I thought that looked fabulous and what I loved as much about Laura's dress was uh, Giovanni's shirt as well I just thought that was a fabulous combination they looked great Emily's cringing a bit. Couple. No, I'm yawning. I'm really tired. Proper sort of couple outfit goals. If you were if you were going yeah. to a sort of a casual wedding uh, and you uh, were taking a man with you, you could wear Laura's dress and persuade him to wear Giovanni's shirt. Yeah, if I could find that. a man to go out with who would wear that shirt, I would be the happiest girl in the world. <laughs> See, I don't think it was the week for the men's outfits, though. I think there was just something slightly off. Ed Balls looked fabulous. We must mention No, that. he didn't. <laughs> I love the camp dance, but no, his outfit no, was not. No, he didn't it was work. Not his. It, it was not for him. Like, Danny, Danny got away best of the boys with just the very classic tux. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
Right. So that, I guess, was that. So we'll wrap up and say goodbye for now. Emily. Goodbye. Lisa. Goodbye. Dawn. Bye. I'm Ellie, and you are listening to episode nine of the Keep Dancing podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us what method they're using to choose what dance goes with what song, or if you've got any questions for our Strictly team, you can email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as Keep Dancing Pod, and we've got a Facebook page you can find by searching for the Keep Dancing podcast. Please join us in the comments. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing.